hang on. Doing promotion. Just trying to get people to listen. Um, by the way, bracket cam. There you go. And I'm going to take it off. It's gone. See, this is behind the scenes stuff here. Uh, me resetting my internet didn't do anything, by the way. Yeah, it's I can tell. It's, it's fine. What can you do? I feel like this happened in the other show to start the season. But I'm just going to get this get this out of the way while we're here. Any thoughts from you so far? Uh, College basketball. Woo. All right. How's that for a thought? I don't know, but I'm enjoying this. What are you doing? Just getting it, getting it out of the way while we're here. The broken wing there. All right. All right, here we go. 2023-24 college basketball. Uh, mid-season. It's not even really mid-season, to be honest, but I think we can still get away with it. I mean, you look at, like, most teams are just over the mid-season mark. Um, Purdue played 19 games. Several teams played 18 games. What do you want from us? You know, we're going to call it midseason. Uh, it, it, it's midseason in the sense that if a team makes it the Sweet 16, they're in the middle of their season right now. And if they also make a run in the conference tournament. Uh, anyway, okay. Uh, this is hopefully a situation where people from the Illini podcast will tune into this. I, I'm going to guess that that's a no, that that's not going to happen. But we tried our best, you know. The best was tried. Um, all right, let's start it here. Look back a little bit at the preseason predictions, which has been a few months uh, since that was done. I guess that would have been late October, early November. I don't know when we did that. But uh, giving it a look, uh, my my look here for, for my picks, uh, not great, I would say. Um, <laughs> I had Duquesne winning the A-10, which is a disaster. They are, like, maybe in last place. Yeah, you were hating on Dayton. It was. Uh, That's my bad. Yeah. I big was Dayton. Yeah, Duquesne's 0 5 in league play. So that'll do it. Uh, not good. Bad pick. I took Memphis in the American. I don't think that's a bad pick. They did lose yesterday, but uh, FAU has been inconsistent. Uh, they do lead it, though. 5 and 1. Memphis is 4 and 2. Give it time. That's what I'll say to that. Um, I think you took FAU, right? Uh, and what? Did you take Memphis or FAU in the American? Memphis. Okay, never mind. We both took Memphis. Wow. We believe in Penny. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Conference USA, I took Sam Houston State. They're 3-1, and one, tied with Louisiana Tech and New Mexico State. Uh, I took Western Kentucky. It's not doing great. Completely forgot to include Conference USA in anything we're doing today. but uh, Good. Perfect. It sucks. Any The conference sucks anyway. Uh, Mountain West, I took San Diego State. The Mountain West is probably Shame. better than the Pac-12 this year. Um, Mountain West going to get six teams in? That's what my bid people are telling me. Okay. Uh, Utah State's first right now, 5-1. and one. San Diego State's 4-2. and two. But I would say the best team in the conference is between Utah State, San Diego State, New Mexico, and Colorado State. So there's And Nevada's good, too. There's a lot of good teams. Uh, Missouri Valley, I took Drake. They're in a, an okay spot. They're seven uh, and one with Indiana State. I took Bradley. Bradley is uh, in third, six and two. I I right now though, as it currently stands, I like. Uh, I'm going to take this. To, this top button's annoying me. Um, I'm going to take Indiana State. Why is there no? There should be three buttons with this shirt. Uh, Indiana State is the team that I like the most. 
in the Missouri Valley. Uh, West Coast Conference, uh, I don't even want to look at my pick. Um, I, I did – I mean, my pick is in first place, but they have not been very good this year as, to, as opposed to what I thought they'd be, which is St. Mary's, who's 5-0. and Yeah, I picked Gonzaga. Gonzaga's 4-1, and one, tied with San Francisco, Santa Clara 5-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, ACC, I took Duke. Not great. Same. North Carolina looks like they're going to run away with it. They're seven and zero. Duke's four and two. Uh, Big Twelve, I took Houston, um, which this conference is all cluttered. But Houston is uh, in third, or it's tied with several teams at three and two. I took Kansas. It makes no sense that Texas Tech and Kansas State are the leaders of that conference right now. Uh, Big Ten, I, I I took Michigan State. That was a swing and and, and, a, and a hefty miss. Uh, um, I took uh, Illinois. Shockingly, I mean, Michigan State's two and a half games out, so it's yeah. not crazy. But obviously, Purdue or Wisconsin's going to win the Big Ten the schedule, and Purdue being elite. Uh, Big East, I took Creighton. I thought that with how many guys they had returning, they would they would have a chance. They're in third right now, uh, behind UConn and Seton Hall. Uh, UConn. Thought we might see a bit of a championship hangover for Hurley, but that hasn't been the case. No. Uh, Pac-12, I took Arizona. Same. And they are tied with Oregon at 5-2 and two, and Arizona State 5-2. and two. But I think Arizona pretty clearly stands out over the rest. Uh, this is on pace to be a two-bid league this year, the Pac-12, in their final year. So... We'll see. Uh, SEC, I took Tennessee. Same. And they are tied with Alabama and Kentucky at 4-1. Auburn leads at 5-0. Uh, Auburn might be the best team in the conference, so we'll see. Um, outside of that, looking at my other predictions, uh, my preseason Final Four was Duke, Purdue, Arizona, Alabama, with Purdue winning it all. I'll stand by some of that, not all of it. Uh, I had Duke, Tennessee, Purdue, and Creighton with uh, Tennessee winning it all, um, which is a pretty big difference from what I have now. So, I also wrote down secret scrimmage results from the preseason, and they're not as crazy as they seem to be going into the season. Uh, I had I wrote down Florida beating Miami by two. That's not that crazy. Uh, North Carolina beating FAU by sixteen is not that crazy. Uh, Michigan beating Marquette by four is is interesting, but like I, I don't know. I mean, probably shouldn't have happened. Indiana State beating Cincinnati by two should not be a surprise. And then Colorado State beating Minnesota by thirty eight. It's not that crazy. I mean, you know, I think Minnesota's been okay this year. Not they're not good, but they're not quite the uh, the level they uh, have been the last couple seasons. You know, since the Patino firing. Uh, several Big Ten teams I've noticed have fired and hired a new coach, and it's not worked out well. Uh, Michigan, I mean, Michigan's obviously had their tournament runs, but right now it's bad. Uh, I don't think Minnesota's done any better since firing Patino. Patino, in fact, has gone you know, on to New Mexico, and he's had some good teams there. I think they'll be in the tournament this year. Um, you know, Reigns be seen with Penn State. Obviously, everybody knew they were going to take a drop from last season. I think Maryland with Willard, has been probably about what you could expect. Uh, 22 wins last year, got to the second round, and uh, they're starting to you know, figure some things out this year, but th they're going to have to work to get into the tournament. Um, but we'll see. So I, I would say the grass is not always uh, greener. There's a reason Nebraska and Northwestern stuck with their guys. 
and it's paying off a bit this year for Nebraska, and it paid off last year. And, you know, Northwestern is a program. It's like you can't really expect greatness uh, basketball-wise. And uh, it's interesting the Barstool Northwestern account is, has taken it upon themselves to uh, talk junk about the Illini when they beat them by 30 did you see that? It's very weird, and I'm sure it's something we could talk about on the on the other podcast. But very bizarre from the uh, the Barstool Northwestern. I didn't. I did not see it. No, it was something about talking about Shannon returning and playing against Northwestern. He didn't play against them the first time, and then the Barstool Northwestern account's response was something like, "Oh, why was he not there the first time?" Trying to say that, oh, we didn't say why he was suspended. Uh, why yeah. are you even talking about a game that you lost by thirty without the rest? <laughs> right. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, those accounts suck. Um, all right. I have one thought for each conference that we're going to discuss today. And I don't know why I forgot to include the Conference USA, but they're lost. Their conference kind of sucks anyway this year. Um, The ACC right now, I think, is a conference that has a lot of teams that do things efficiently on one side of the ball. And there's not a lot of teams that are good on both ends. I think there's like three teams that are actually good on both ends uh, in terms of efficiency. And that's probably North Carolina. I would put Duke in that category. I would put Wake Forest slightly in that category. And then other than that, I don't think like other good offenses in terms of efficiency are Miami and Clemson. They're not good enough defensively to be in that conversation. So what that tells me is that the ACC is not going to have a lot of title contenders. I think there's probably two. And I'm still trying to figure out what Duke is right now. But I think they'll be fine, even though that loss to Pitt is, is tough. Yeah, uh, but they either. had they had won eight in a row going into that, um, and luckily for them, they have Louisville. Clemson is is fine, but they should win that game. And Virginia Tech in their next three before Saturday, February third is going to be a great game. Duke uh, at North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina looks to have fully rebounded from a, a down year last year. They're seven zero in the conference, fifteen and three in the season. They're fifteenth in offensive efficiency fourth and defensive efficiency the three losses uh Villanova they lost in overtime lost to UConn and Kentucky um yeah North Carolina looks about as good as they've looked since the title loss a few years ago um the Big Ten not as many bids in this league as there normally are I think there's probably what six right now yeah that sounds right six with like Ohio State being a fringe team so, yeah. I I mean, how many how many second weekend contenders are in the Big Ten? It's probably four, I would say. I would say Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State are the four teams that I could see getting to the second weekend. Northwestern, I don't trust. Nebraska, if they make it, I don't trust. And then if Ohio State makes it, that team does not have any level of consistency. Um, against good opponents. I mean, they they lose to Texas A&M, but they beat Alabama. They lost to Penn State. They blew a huge lead in that game. They really haven't been tested overall. Uh, the only legitimate opponents they've played this year, I would say, are Texas A&M, Alabama, and uh, Wisconsin. Um, and they did not pass the test in two of those. So, uh, yeah, they're not – I mean, if they, if they get on offensively, I could see it, but I don't see it. Not at all. Um, I forgot to change the banner. Good stuff by me. Uh, the Big 12 is probably the hardest conference to string together wins in, I would say. And I don't even think it's close. Like, I don't think there's the, like, the SEC, there's a small argument there. But, like, the Big 12, you have 
Texas Tech, top 25 offense. Kansas State, top 25 defense. Houston, top 20 offense, number one defense. This is all about Ken Palm efficiency that I'm saying, uh, these numbers. Iowa State, number three defense. Baylor, number six offense. Kansas, not a, not an elite Kansas team right now. I will say 26th in both. Um, you have BYU's top 20 in both. Uh, you have UCF's a top 10 defense. You have Texas as a top 35 offense. You have Cincinnati's a top 25 defense. You have TCU's top 25 defense. Oklahoma, top 20 defense. There's not there's two bad teams in this conference, I would say. And I would say UCF is is probably not defined as good, quote unquote, just because of their offense. Mm-hmm. But they also yeah. have wins over Texas and Kansas. So I mean, I yeah, it's it's the the scary thing about the Big Twelve is that it's the number one conference right now, and they're adding Arizona next year. So they're adding Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, I believe. Um, which that's three schools right there that are fine at basketball, especially Arizona. Obviously, stands over the rest. But uh, how would you feel right now if you were a fan of a Big Twelve team? Probably not great. No, I mean, unless it was. A top Big 12 team. Arizona next year. Yeah. I'm actually surprised at Kansas's metrics. I, I think they'll get better, but yikes. They have they're three and two in conference play with not the losses you would expect. West Virginia yeah. and UCF. I mean, two of the bottom three teams in the conference. So they gotta figure something out there. I I don't really know what the solution is. I haven't watched enough of them. Uh, since the TCU game that they were handed or else they would be two and three in the conference. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a team with Dewan Harris, Kevin McCuller, Hunter Dickinson, KJ Adams, and some of the bench pieces they have coached by Bill Self should not be where they are. I know they're 15 and three and that's great, but like, yikes, they better figure this out. I think that they will win their next three. Cincinnati at Iowa State is going to be tough, but I think they'll win that. And then Oklahoma State, and then they'll go into Houston with an 18 and three record, is my prediction. But uh, tough spot for Kansas right now. Uh, Big East, I think UConn stands out over everybody. That's my one thought. Um, I just think that they survived the time without Klingon. He comes back. They win a close one um, over Villanova over the weekend. He he was also played 16 minutes against uh, Creighton. They held Creighton under 50 points, which is hard to do. Uh, but I think UConn is the best team in the Big East, and I think they're a tier above everybody. Yeah. Are you surprised how well Seton Hall is playing right now? Uh, yeah, I think Seton Hall is a team that probably should not be as good as they've been. Like, I don't think that this is a, a team that screams six and two in the conference with wins over UConn and Marquette. But yeah, and they probably should be seven and one. I think that there is some sketchy business going on that triple overtime gaming it's Creighton but uh yeah Shaheen Holloway can coach I mean whether you disagree with the fact that he gets in an argument in like every handshake line or not I mean he can <laughs> do it uh SEC sure. I I know Alabama's in the mix with these three but I think Tennessee Kentucky and Auburn are significantly better than everybody else right now um I think that each of these three teams has different like I know the metrics would tell you Tennessee might be a little bit better than Auburn just because of the defense, but I think Auburn's the best team in the conference right now um, because they do everything well. Uh, I mean, one of the scary things might be an issue down the road, but like Auburn, this is not an elite three-point shooting team, which some of their best teams with Bruce Pearl have done that. Like, 
yeah. the last couple of years have been bad. But like you look at the team that got to the final four in 2019, they were 21st in, in doing it. So overall, there haven't been a lot of them. But I think that this team, he's gotten to the second round the last two years without with with three point shooting that's been much worse than what they've been this year. Uh, but this is probably one of the better defensive teams he's had there. Uh, two years ago, they were ninth in efficiency. They're currently sixth. Um, yeah, I think that. Auburn's the best team in the conference, but I think that'll change. I think Kentucky is is only getting better, especially with uh, the new addition that they have there with uh, uh, Ivisic, Ivisic, whatever you want to call him. Big Z, I think. Yeah, that's what they call him. Croatian, the Croatian big man comes in 16 minutes, 13 points, five rebounds, two assists, three blocks, two steals against Georgia in a game where Kentucky scored 105. They have so many weapons. I mean, Reeves, Wagner. Trey Mitchell had a big game. Aaron Bradshaw, super talented, big. Justin Edwards, same thing. Dillingham's a really good freshman guard. This is a classic Calipari team that I'd be surprised if they don't get to at least the Sweet 16. Um, Pac-12, my my takeaway is that this has been a pathetic season for UCLA and USC. Yeah. Um, USC, especially with the with the talent they have. I know they have some injuries with Boogie. Uh, Ellis and and uh, Isaiah Collier going down, but they were not good before then. And then UCLA, I thought, was a team that held themselves up pretty well despite being one of the weaker teams in Maui. Uh, their season has taken a major, major spiral. Uh, this is a UCLA team that is eight and eleven, three and five in the conference. Um, had a lead against Arizona, lost it. They lost by, you know, uh, forty six points to Utah. Um, not good, not a good offense, just not, it's not going well, uh, life after Hawkins and Campbell for UCLA. So they stink, uh, American athletic FAU struggling more than they should be. I think, um, you look at what they've done this year, it's a new conference for them. So I guess they're, they're learning, but, uh, losses to Charlotte in conference play. They're five and one in the conference, but lost to Charlotte. They went to overtime with UTSA. They they got a, a a call a foul call on a three at the end of the game to beat Tulane by one. Not great. And this is a team that beat Arizona. So I don't know. I mean, I still think they'll be fine. I think they'll they'll do some damage in the tournament, but they should probably be a little bit better than they are. Uh, but they're also fifteen and four, five one in conference. So you take it. Yeah, I mean, them playing Memphis will be interesting. Yeah. Charlotte's number two in the conference right now. So, only yeah, but I don't think FA should lose to that team. Probably not. That's a team that has metrics on par with Loyola Chicago. So, I don't know. Um, not the metrics or everything, but you know, uh, I think the Mountain West is is a really fun conference to watch. Probably the best mid major conference to watch. I mean, you have Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State, New Mexico, Colorado State, Nevada. UNLV's got a good offense. Uh, a lot of different threats there. This is probably one of the better Mountain West years. Last year was good. They had four bids last year. I think this year they'll, they'll have more than four, probably thanks to the Pac-12 and the Big Ten having less yeah. than usual. Um, but I also think the Big 12 is going to have more than usual, so it'll even out a little bit, but good conference. Uh, West Coast Conference, San Francisco, Santa Clara, could be sneaky teams to to beat a Gonzaga or a St. Mary's in the uh, conference tournament. I could see that. Uh, Atlantic 10, Dayton has an elite offense, and I was wrong about them. So <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, and then Missouri Valley, I think Drake and Bradley are a tier behind Indiana State. I think Indiana State's the best team in the conference. Um, things could change. I think this is a conference that has a weird conference tournament every year, but um, in terms of who wins and who loses, but uh, I like Indiana State a lot. Uh, players to watch right now, you need one player you got to watch in each conference, and I think you have a lot of guards is what I heard, and I also have a lot of guards as well. Yeah, I definitely went guard heavy. I also went uh, scoring leaders in the conference heavy. So uh, I'm going with R.J. Davis from North Carolina uh, in the ACC. He's averaging 20 and a half a game, 3.3 rebound or 3.4 rebounds, 3.3 assists. I think him and uh, Caleb Love separating has kind of given them the best, you know, versions of each other, not on the same team. So. Uh, yeah, R.J. Davis is a step above what he used to be, I think. So, You're seeing some return to what he was doing in the tournament. He had a huge game against Baylor two years ago in the second round when they were an eight or a nine, whatever. I think they were an eight that year, and those years they went to the national championship. So you're seeing a little bit more of that. Um, I'm going with uh, P.J. Hall from Clemson. I made this pick when they were uh, one and one in the conference. They're now three and four. Um, but good player. I mean, look, uh, he's not shooting the ball quite as well from three as you'd like, but he's taking more threes. He's two threes away from how many he had last year. Um, he's shooting 61% from inside the arc. That's better than what he did last year. Uh, they lost to Georgia tech in double overtime. He had 31.17 rebounds, three blocks and three steals. Um, makes a lot of shots, decent free throw shooter, one of the better bigs in the conference, especially when it comes to stretching the floor and and doing different things on offense. And if they're going to compete for a tournament bid, they're going to need him to uh, to show up and continue to put up those numbers. Uh, Big Ten. Uh, I went with Braden Smith from Purdue uh, for the Big Ten, only because I think Purdue is only as good as Braden Smith can be. I know that you know Zach Eady is the dominant force on that team, but the team goes as Braden goes. He's averaging 12 and a half a game, almost seven assists and 5.3 rebounds per game as a point guard. So uh, I, I think he's a, a key piece in Purdue getting to the national championship. Uh, another player I, I went with before his team started to be bad, Bruce Thornton, Ohio State. I mean, what am I doing? Um, really missed this one in terms of what Ohio State is now. I picked him when they were two and one in the conference. They're now three and four. Uh, I think Bruce Thornton is going to be a key to Ohio State trying to climb back into the tournament mix because they're they're on the outside looking in right now, and he struggled a bit. I mean, they beat Penn State in their last game, and he didn't do anything. Uh, but then they lost three in a row. He had 19.6 rebounds against Michigan. He had 13.6 assists against Wisconsin. Uh, they need him to do what he was doing earlier in the year, which was uh, 29-3-4 and four against Alabama. It was 26, 2 and 5 against Minnesota, uh, 24, 4 and 7 against Rutgers. They need more of that. Uh, he's down to 31% from three in the year. He shot 37% last year, his freshman year. So Ohio State needs Bruce Thornton to figure it the F out or they're in trouble. Uh, Big 12. Uh, I went with the same guy that I picked preseason, uh, Kevin McCuller Jr. He's averaging uh, almost 20 a game, 6.7 rebounds, 4.5 assists. Um, really good ball player for Kansas. He doubled his points per game already 
um, from last year, fifth year, um, one of the best guards in the Big 12, I think. So, uh, I'm gonna go. I, I'm going with the guy who's injured. So, <laughs> are you yeah. okay? I'm trying to see what happened. I, I guess he's fine. Uh, he didn't play in their last game, but uh, I'm going with uh, I don't know if it's Tamin or Taman. I don't listen to Iowa State games with with audio on. So, uh, Lipsy, I'm going with Lipsy from uh, Iowa State. The six one sophomore guard has really developed this year, uh, shooting thirty eight percent from three. Um, one of the better players is Iowa State team, probably the best player, averaging fourteen points, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, especially five rebounds, five assists, can score, shooting forty five, thirty eight, sixty seven on the season. Um, as a six-one guard to get five rebounds a game, I think that's great. Uh, and Iowa State's a team that's identity is based in defense, so uh, he, they need offense, and he's provided it in a lot of games this year. He's got an MVP, a Ken Palm MVP against Oklahoma State, New Hampshire, Eastern Illinois, Florida A&M, Prairie View A&M, DePaul. Not not the greatest teams here. Uh, VCU, Grambling State, Lindenwood. Not the greatest opponents, but I mean, he also had fourteen points, four assists or uh, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal against Houston. They beat Houston 57-53. So uh, you need offense if you're a T.J. Otzelberger team, and uh, they're a team that's a classic pick against them in the first round of the tournament. But uh, Lipsy, a good player, so I'll go with him. So three for three so far. I got two guys whose teams have sucked since I picked them, and then a guy who's hurt. So on to the Big East. I think I'm okay with this one, though. Uh, I went with Tristan Newton from UConn, uh, averaging 15 a game. Six and a half rebounds, six assists. Um, when he gets hot from three, UConn's on a different level. So, uh, yeah, Tristan Newton. I'm going with the big fella from Villanova, uh, Eric Dixon, who has been there. This is his fourth year, uh, really taking up his game in terms of offense. They've needed it. Uh, he's averaging 15 points, six rebounds, and uh, 1.6 assists. Uh, it's actually less points than last year, I, I should say, but I feel like he's had more of an impact in terms of what they're doing on offense this year. Uh, you look at some of the games he's had, uh, 24 against DePaul, 32 against Creighton, 34 against North Carolina. I mean, he's had his two biggest games of the season were their two best wins. So I think Eric Dixon, big body, 6'8", 255. Uh, Villanova, when, when Villanova, Villanova's a team I like, but when he's playing like that, you really like because I mean he had nine points and was essentially a non-factor against Connecticut and they lost um, by one. And he had a good game in, in a in a loss to Marquette. But they need I mean you have a guy who's weighs two hundred fifty five pounds and he's shooting almost thirty five percent from three. I think that's a very good thing. Um, so I'm gonna go Eric Dixon. Uh, Pac twelve. Uh, Pac twelve. You skipped the SEC, but. Uh, I'll go with Caleb Love. Um, I went with R.J. Davis um, for the ACC. I'm going with Caleb Love, Caleb Love from Arizona, 18 and a half a game, five rebounds, 3.2 assists. Um, cop out, sure. Uh, I'm going with the guy that's in the backcourt with him, Caleb okay. Boswell, um, who when I look at his stat sheet on Ken Bomb, it says Champagne Hello, and now I'm sad. Uh, 40% from three this year, uh, taking that sec- that year two step, 10 points, two, uh, two rebounds, four assists a game. Uh, some of his best games are in the biggest moments for them. Um, I mean, in the Duke game, he was phenomenal, had 12, eight, and five, only one turnover on the road. 
Um, that was big time. Uh, I think if Caleb Love's not having a good game, good game, they need something from Boswell, and he's performed in in some games like that, and they needed it. Uh, his best shooting performance of the season was probably a four for five three game against Belmont. Also had a four for seven three game against Colorado, where they won by forty seven. So that didn't really matter. But uh, I like Kylan Boswell a lot. I think if he stays in Arizona for four years, he's going to be the best guard in the country in his fourth year. I would say. I'm not sure if he will. Should have gone to Illinois, but that's neither here nor there. Thanks, Andre Carbello. And uh, SEC. I had the SEC listed after the Pac-12, so nice try. Uh, okay. I don't know why you would do that, but sure. Does P come uh, for S in the alphabet? <laughs> but up top, there. never mind. I messed it up. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, Connect from Tennessee. 18 and a half a game. Uh, his rebounding and assists are not very good, but he's shooting 48.6% from the field, 41% from three, almost 42%. Uh, I I believe he's the best transfer in college basketball. It's a safe bet. Um, I'm going with a Kentucky guard because why wouldn't I? Uh, I'm going to go Rob Dillingham, averaging 14 points, three rebounds, four assists, just screams one and done lottery guard at Kentucky. Um Really, really good. I, I mean, he, he had just to show you how good this Kentucky team is. He had two points against Georgia. They scored 105. So he's phenomenal. Um, can score in a number of ways. He's been pretty efficient. 39 percent from three. Um, they're going to need a guy like this to step up in March. And uh, if I'm picking a Kentucky player right now that that they need the most, I think it might be Dillingham. I think there's probably other options, whether it's Reed Shepard or. You know, uh, the other dude, uh, Antonio Reeves, right? You know, who, who was horrible in the second round against K-State last year. Um, American Athletic Conference. This might be the one where, the only conference where we pick the same player. Okay, David Jones from Memphis. 21 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game. Transferred from St. John's. Uh, Patino, one of those guys that he said, I don't need you, like A.J. Store, and here we are. I don't know if Patino actually said that, but yeah, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I, <laughs> I feel like he probably did because I feel like Store probably stays if Patino wants him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, David Jones, twenty-one point seven points per game is 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 very good. Yeah, uh, especially for a Memphis team that uh, needs it because I mean they lost two losses in a row. Uh, Guy's a scorer, though. I mean, you look at his numbers um, at DePaul, he averaged 14 and a half. He averaged just over 13 at St. John's. So uh, one thing this year that he's done better than previous years is shooting threes. He was 29% in his first two years of playing full-time, 37% this year. Uh, He's also improved his free throw shooting. He's 81% this year. Uh, So he's taken a huge step at Memphis. And I think Memphis is going to be a dangerous team. They were very dangerous last year, and they it was pretty much a coin flip between them and FAU. And FAU obviously comes out and ends up in the Final Four. But uh, David Jones, Memphis, easy pick. Uh, Mountain West. Uh, Mountain West. I went with Great Ossiber. That's how you say his name. I'm not really sure. Utah State. Um, he's averaging 18.7 points per game. Uh, nine and a half rebounds, almost three assists. For Utah State, who I they uh, they're uh, 18th in the country right now, 17 and two. Yeah, you're one under uh, Sprinkle going well. 
Um, I'm going with a team that needs to pull themselves out of their own asses. Uh, three losses in a row for Nevada. Uh, Keenan Blackshear is my pick. He's in. He's a Florida Atlantic transfer. Spent two years there. This is his third year at uh, at Nevada. He's six six. Pretty much runs the point for them. He's averaging sixteen points, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, can't shoot the three. So hopefully this is what Ty Rogers becomes a few years from now. Maybe with, without the sixteen points per game, but. Uh, the five rebounds, five assists, and being six six and shooting twenty two percent from three, but at least attempting the threes. You know, he's four for eighteen, but uh, he needs to he needs to start to carry them a little bit because uh, nine points on three of twelve shooting with eight assists against Wyoming, you can't lose that game. Um, if Blackshear can figure it out, Nevada has a chance to make the tournament because he's pretty much done everything for them. Um, so except shoot threes, but that's my pick there. Uh, West Coast Conference. I went with Aiden Mahaney of St. Mary's, seven 14 a game, two rebounds, three assists. I don't know why I picked him. The West Coast Conference doesn't have very many great players, so I'm going, go. I'm going with the uh, the big fella from, from San Francisco, Jonathan Mogbo, averaging 15 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, 67% from the field. Um, Double-double machine, obviously, with those numbers. Uh, transfer from Missouri State. Um, probably the best player in the conference so far this year. Uh, I, I think he has a good chance to win the, the big award. I mean, you look at some of his performances in conference play. He had uh, 23 points, 11 rebounds, five assists against Loyola. Uh, Marymount, that is, um, had 30 points and 18 rebounds against Pacific in an overtime win, which that should, game should not go to overtime. Um, yeah, I would say he's probably the best. I mean, they played Arizona State non-conference. He had 23 and 16. So, and especially the assist numbers. I mean, he had seven assists against San Diego for for a, for a center to be putting up those assist numbers. Take that every day. But uh, other than yeah, I mean, the West Coast Conference does not have a, a huge number of great players this year. Probably because of where Gonzaga's at, but uh, the Atlantic 10. I went with Darren Holmes, the second of Dayton. Uh, he's averaging 19.5 points per game, 7.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He's a 6'10 forward that shoots 55.8% from the field and 43.6% from three. Pretty good. Yeah, I think it's Duran, but uh, I digress. Uh, I'm going That's Jordan fine. King. Jordan <laughs> King, guard from Richmond. Uh, transfer from East Tennessee State, running the point this year for Richmond. When Richmond teams are good, they usually have a good point guard. You look at uh, a couple of the past good Richmond teams, you know, Burton and and such. Uh, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, probably right behind Deron Holmes in the uh, race for the conference player of the year. Um, shooting 47% from the field, 41% from three, 82% from the free throw line. Um, and Richmond is a team that uh, – you know, the 13-5, and 5-0 and in conference play. They got a huge game against Dayton uh, on Saturday. So that'll be a, a big-time game to determine, you know, where this conference is at. But uh, Richmond, not a team that's very efficient on offense. So Jordan King, a big part of what they what they need to do to be able to win. Uh, Missouri Valley. I don't know, Tucker Devries of Drake, uh, averaging 20.5 a game, six rebounds, 3.7 assists. I think it's DeVries, but that's all right. Uh, Coach's son. Um, <laughs> DeVries sounds better. I'm going with uh, Robbie Avila, the uh, the big man from Oak Forest, Illinois, from uh, Indiana State. 
sophomore making that jump from year one to year two, averaging 15 points, seven rebounds, four assists, 55% from the field, 6'10", 240, shoots 43% from downtown. Um, you know, decent free throw shooter, uh, run some offense there. I, I just think that you need a guy like this in this era of college basketball, a big man that can step out and shoot it. And uh, he's just improved in just about every area of uh, of his game. I mean, he had 17 points, seven rebounds, three assists, made four threes against Drake. It's not his fault they lost that game. He didn't do anything against Michigan State, but he only played 18 minutes. So I don't know what happened there. But uh, you look at their three losses this year, he – had a good game against Drake. They lost. Like I said, he only played 18 minutes against Michigan State, and he didn't play at all against Alabama. So, when he's on the floor, Indiana State's one of the better teams in the in the uh, in the mid major sphere, as it were. Um, nailed that that phrase. Uh, contenders and pretenders in each conference, which is always a good segment to show that Tyler picks Illinois for everything. So. Uh, ACC. That's right. Um, so I took these off of uh, bracket Dom. Uh, who I think we've had on the show before, right? Uh, and then you deleted it or it didn't save. I don't know what happened, but uh, he has North Carolina as a one seed. I'm keeping them in the contender spot. Um, Clemson as a five seed. They're the pretenders. Yeah, I don't think we've had him on the show, but he's a friend of the show. Uh, oh, I could have swore we had him on the show. But... Maybe. I don't know. That's, that's I don't know. Um, who'd you pick? <laughs> Uh, contender North Carolina, pretender Clemson. Uh, my contender is North Carolina as well. It's an obvious pick. Um, and then my pretender, Florida State is not a five and two level team in this conference. So I think Florida State's pretending like they're a top five team in the conference when they're not. I mean, their conference right. wins are uh, their best conference wins at Miami, who's struggling. So that's that's what it is. Uh, Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Uh, my contender is Illinois. Shocking, I know. Uh, but with all the pieces, I think Illinois is the final four team. Uh, my pretender is going to be Wisconsin. I just don't think that their schedule has been that tough. Uh, I think that they're going to have pro – they're probably going to end up being a two or three seed because they have a very generous Big Ten schedule, and I don't see them making – I don't see them making the Elite Eight. So pretend pretend away Wisconsin. Uh I I have Wisconsin as a contender because I want to give them a shout out. Um okay. good losses. Three of the four losses are good. Uh the Penn State one's tough. It's it is a road loss, to be fair, but I think that one of the big things for this Wisconsin team is they need to get a little bit better defensively. Uh they've struggled at guarding the three this year. In terms of percentages, uh, they don't allow a lot of offensive rebounds, though. That's good for them, obviously, to to get the offense going. They have the number five efficiency offense in the country, according to KinPom.com. Um, AJ Store, I think, brings a different element. John Blackwell has been a really good freshman for them. John Blackwell, seventeen for thirty-three from three this year, shooting fifty-one percent. Um, they need probably a little bit more offense from Chucky Hepburn. Um, yeah. I know they have a lot of sources of offense, whether it's Klesmet making threes or Blackwell making threes. Asijan plays a little bit, doesn't play as much as he did last year. Uh, Tyler Wall is not great this year, I would say, overall, based on the expectation in, in certain spots. Uh, has been playing better of late. Um, 
I'm going to say Wisconsin is a contender. I don't know how much of a contender they are, but I do think they're a top three team in the conference, probably second still. I would have them slightly above Illinois, but we'll see. I mean, they do play. Uh, they don't play until March, so can't really figure out. But we'll see where Wisconsin's at when they play Purdue uh, in Madison on February 4th. Uh, can I wasted a pretender pick here. I just Indiana was a little bit better when I wrote this down, but I, I, I just want to shout out Indiana for stinking. I don't think they're very good. Uh, <laughs> Complete waste of a pick. Nobody thinks they're a contender, so it's on me. Uh, Big Twelve. Uh, I've I, I've kind of been down on Houston, and so I'm going to put them in contender spot. I know that's probably a shock to you know the seven people that listen to this, but uh, give me Houston as a strong. It's going to be a contender. Uh, my pretender is going to be Baylor right now. Uh, Baylor's kind of up and down. I know Ray J. Dennis is really good, but. Um, I'm going to put them in the pretender spot. Uh, I'm going to do the thing we just did again. I'm putting Baylor as a contender. Um, <laughs> too many guards uh, offensively. They'll, they'll figure it out. They probably should have beaten Texas. And obviously, you know, coming off back-to-back losses, they got a big game Saturday to figure it out with TCU. Uh, then after that, they got UCF on the road. See what happens there. But uh, number one team in the country shooting the three. They got uh, – Ray J. Dennis shooting 39.6. They got Jacoby Walter shooting 38. They got Jalen Bridges 38. They got Jaden Nunn 41. They got Langston Love 47. Um, Too many ways to attack. I think they'll be fine. Plus, they got one of the better coaches in the country. Uh, My pretender is Iowa State because, like, this team, they're going to, there's a 0% chance this team gets to the Sweet 16. I mean, just a 0% chance. They're not good enough offensively for my liking, as is tradition every year. Last year, they were the, Number eight uh, defense in the country, and they limped into the tournament and lost to Pitt and scored 41 points. So, Iowa State, no thanks. Uh, Big East. Uh, Big East, uh, number one team in the country, is obviously a contender in UConn. Uh, my pretender is going to be Creighton. Uh, just, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Creighton for some reason. And maybe I should, but. I've kind of just had this disdain for Creighton for going on probably three years now. So might as well keep it going. Uh, My contender, and this is a contender to make life hell for other teams, I think. Not a team that I think can actually get to a Final Four, but Seton Hall, I think, uh, will be a very hard team to beat in the tournament. Um, They're really, really – I don't know. They're weird. Like, I don't – I think that – they fit the profile of a, of a pretender for me normally, but I just believe for some reason. I don't know. I like there's there's a lot of really really old guys on this team. Um, I mean, Kadari Richmond, uh, Alamir Dawes, Dre Davis. There's a lot of very old players. I think one thing that hurts is offensively, like they don't really do one thing well, and defensively they probably should be a little bit better. Um, but I, I'm just I'm, I believe in Seton Hall right now. It's probably going to change in like a month, but. Uh, my pretender is Marquette. I think the injury to uh, Sean Jones is a, is a killer. Uh, he went down with the ACL. Um, it's really just a. It's up to Tyler Kolick, Cam Jones, and Oso Iguodaro to figure it out because yeah. Chase Ross has missed three games in a row as well. So injuries are tough. Uh, I don't know what Marquette can do. A couple of tough wins recently, though. Last week beating Villanova and St. John's, and they got DePaul next. But uh, things are going to ramp up for them in, in late February into early March. It's going to be a tough, tough 
way to finish the season. They got Xavier, Providence, Creighton, UConn, Xavier to finish the season. So I don't think Marquette can can reach the ceiling that they originally had this season. Uh, Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12, <clears throat> my contender is going to be Oregon. I know that they just lost to Utah yesterday um, on the road, though. So, And I think it was a two-point game. That's pretty close. But, yeah, give me Oregon contender. Uh, my pretender, just because I don't think that they're Final Four worthy right now, is Arizona. That's an outrageous selection, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> my, my contender is Oregon as well. Uh, they shoot it well from three. Um, they don't turn the ball over very much. They got a, a good mix of players. I mean, you look at some of the 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 veterans and and you know freshmen on this team. Shellstad's played a pretty big role. Kwame Evans has has done a lot. So uh, I like the mix there. Obviously, Dana Altman. I'm a big fan. So Oregon there. Uh, Arizona State, I think, is a pretender right now. They're, they're five and two in the conference. I don't think they're that good. Um, I think part of that is just some of the offensive inefficiency that we see with them. Uh, they're sub 250 and three point percentage, sub 235 and two point percentage, and they're one of the 30 worst free throw shooting percentage teams in the country. So, um, I think they're going to start to lose a lot of games. Yeah, I think the stretch from February 8th against Colorado, February 17th is three of four losses: Colorado, Utah, Oregon State, Arizona. That's three losses right there. Uh, I think they're going to have a tough time getting into the tournament. Uh, SEC. Uh, I actually just flip-flopped this today. Um, I have my contender being Auburn. I, I had Auburn as a pretender just because um, I hate the program. And uh, Bruce Pearl can – yeah. Anyways, uh, so I, I picked Auburn just because you talked me into him. I think, more than anything. And my pretender right now is going to be Tennessee. And I think that we looked at this different ways. Like I looked at it like what they're projected to be in the tournament and how far they should go. I don't think Tennessee is a Final Four team now, where I had them winning it at at preseason. So, uh, My contender is Kentucky because I think Kentucky will be the most dangerous team in March um, from the SEC, and my my pretender is a uh, clear uh, clear as, as I mean this team stinks. This is the worst <laughs> team to ever start thirteen and zero in the history of college basketball. And that's Ole Miss, uh, year one under Chris Beard. This team is a fraud. They're fifteen and three right now, two and three in the SEC. They finally start to play some good teams. They lose to Tennessee by twenty six. They lose to a, a team at LSU that's not even that good by nine, and they lose to Auburn by twenty three. They did beat Florida, which that doesn't make much sense, but whatever. Uh, I think Chris Beard, if he stays a few more years at Ole Miss, he'll have them in a good spot. But this year, this team is a fraud. Um, not good. I don't care what the record is. I, I know their offensive numbers are good, but look at their. Their schedule, their non-conference schedule, the best opponent they played was Memphis, who is fine, but not, you know, a, they played two teams inside the – three teams inside the top 100 of Ken Palm in the, in the uh, non-conference, and three of those teams, those three teams are all outside the top 50. So play a real schedule, Chris, okay? We know you're trying to stack your record, <laughs> but yeah, disgusting. Um, American Athletic. Uh, my contender is going to be FAU. They have the experience. They've been to the tournament. Uh, you know, I, I think that they'll do well once they get back to it. My my pretender, even though I think they're going to win the conference, is going to be Memphis. I don't think Memphis is going to do much 
come tournament time? Uh, my contender is Memphis. Um, I think <clears throat> I'm a penny believer now, so there you go. Uh, my pretender is North Texas, who's 4-1 and one in conference play, year one for Ross Hodge. Obviously, Grant McCaslin leaving for Texas Tech. Uh, just they're not – they're not. I don't like watching them, so there you go. They're slow. They don't play fast. Sure. Their offense stinks, so uh, not a fan. But uh, they're 4-1. and one. I think they'll be 4-3 and three before you know it. I think they'll lose to SMU and, and lose to FAU, so could be two in a row there. Uh, uh, Mountain West, a tough one here, I think. Um, I picked Utah State for my contender, uh, and I picked Colorado State for my pretender. Uh, I can't say that I've watched a lot of Mountain West basketball, but it's always on after the Big Ten. I know, I just haven't watched it. Sorry, uh, my contender is Utah State as well. Uh, started one and one, got to 16 and one, lost to New Mexico, then won again. They're 17 and two, they're pretty good. On both ends, one thing I'm a little worried about is the lack of three-point shooting. They got one guy shooting above 35% with enough attempts. A um, little concerned by that, but they they make up for because they're top 15 and two-point percent, so they're very good in that area. Uh, pretender Boise State, four and one in the conference. I think that'll change. Uh, they got Utah State in the 27th, New Mexico in the 31st, Colorado State on February 6th. So that could be three of their next five could be losses. Um, so I'm going to take Boise State as a, as a pretender. Uh, West Coast Conference, which is just the dumbest one because I don't even know what this conference is right yeah, now. I don't know. I put St. Mary's as contender. Uh, I don't know. And I got Gonzaga as a pretender because Gonzaga is uh, struggling right now. So. Yeah, I don't even know if Gonzaga is pretending to suck at this point. Uh, <laughs> St. Mary's is my contender as well. They're, they're good defensively. I believed in them preseason. They're you know their non-conference was bad, but they're five and zero in the conference. I'm going to take San Francisco as a pretender, four and one. The theme here is that I'm not. I don't like teams that aren't efficient enough on offense, and that's what San Francisco is. I mean, you look at, you know, they started eight and four, then got to fifteen and four, and the big reason is because they played Northern Arizona, Fresno State, Mississippi Valley State, Pacific, San Diego, Portland, Loyola Marymount. Like none of those are really huge threats, so that'll help your record right there. Eight uh, ten. Uh, contender Dayton. I think it's pretty clear that Dayton is the best team in that conference. Uh, my pretender, just because they're five and zero right now uh, in the conference, is Richmond. So my exact picks as well: uh, Dayton contender, Richmond pretender, uh, Missouri Valley uh, contender. I got Drake. Uh, you're gonna hate this. Uh, I have Indian Indiana State as my pretender. Dead wrong, my friend. Dead wrong. <laughs> I'm taking Indiana State as a contender. They're good on offense, and I like them a lot because they have, like I said, they have a very efficient big man that can do a lot of different things, and they have three guys uh, shooting 40-plus percent from three on top of Avila shooting 43%, and uh, they have Mason Miller, a junior, who's 14 of 31 from three, 45%, and Julian Larry, a junior, 54%, 19 of 35. So they can shoot the ball. They're the exact type of team you do not want to play in the tournament. Uh, if they're like a seven or an eight seed, uh, they're first in effective field goal percentage, second in three-point percentage, second in two-point percentage, 13th in free throw percentage. This is the number one mid-major team to watch if you're looking for a game to watch. Um, so screw Drake. I'm going Bradley. As my pretender, I think that they're they might even be a third tier. Like it might be Indiana State by themselves, then Drake in the second, then Bradley in the third, and then everybody else. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, National Player of the Year race, it's uh, Zach Eady and uh, nobody else. Yes. That's over. Uh, I did write down some candidates for Coach of the Year, even though this was a couple weeks ago, so it could be different now. Um, I have Mark Pope, BYU. Uh, BYU first year in the Big 12. They're a really, really good metrics team. They're 14-4 and four in the season, 2-3 and three in the Big 12, so they haven't exactly passed the test so far, but uh, we'll see. I mean, they got Houston coming up tomorrow, so that'll be a, a big one, but uh, I think he's done a good job overall. Uh, I got Brad Underwood, Illinois, because of the roster turnover and the record so far and, and weathering the storm without their best player. Um, I think he's a, he's a candidate there. I got John Calipari, Kentucky, roster turnover, losing Shibway, reshaping the roster, recruiting, some transfer stuff. Um, I got Shaheen Holloway, Seton Hall, having a really good year. Uh, I got Porter Moser, Oklahoma. Oklahoma was ranked ninth in the country just a couple weeks ago. They're starting to slide a little bit now, but uh, – Still a, a threat, 15-3 and three in the season. Uh, beat Cincinnati on the road Saturday. That was a big win. Uh, they got Texas and Texas Tech this week. Two more big games. Both of those are in Norman, so that should help. I think he'd be a good candidate. Uh, I got Danny Sprinkle from uh, Utah State. We already talked about them. They're very good. I got Tommy Lloyd in Arizona because he lost some very good players in the last couple seasons, and they've kind of regrouped and, you know, bringing Caleb Love uh, helping develop some of the other players there. Like Gonzaga and Arizona are really good development programs. So Arizona, I think, has done a good job of that this year. Uh, Penny Hardaway, my guy at Memphis, doing a good job. Uh, and then uh, Grant McCaslin at uh, Texas Tech. Nobody expected Texas Tech to be 15-3 and with a 4-1 and conference record this year. And their only conference loss was to Houston. So No great guard in that, huh? I was going to include him, but I didn't. But he would probably be on the list as well. Uh, big spot coming up for Texas Tech. They have at Oklahoma, at TCU, home against Cincinnati, at Baylor. So four top 35s right there. Yeah. Big spot. Uh, bracketologically speaking, um, this is 131 Sports. They're the second ranked and – Latest updated that I saw, uh, according to Bracket Metrics, so Bracket Dom is number one, but he hasn't updated since the 16th, so I assume he'll do an update tomorrow. But he should do Monday updates next time. Uh, Bracket Matrix does the rankings and such. Uh, 131 Sports, current bids, number of bids per conference. Uh, the Big 12, 10, which is crazy but not unexpected. Uh, the SEC, 7, the Big East, 6, the Big 10, 6, Mountain West, 6, ACC, 4, Pac-12-2, American-2. Uh, last four in, Kansas State, Nevada, Cincinnati, Boise State. First four out, Gonzaga, Colorado, Oregon, Ohio State, which is crazy to, to see that. Gonzaga, first four out. Uh, Drake, Providence, Texas, Florida are next four out. And then the seed list, notably, uh, Purdue, UConn, Houston, UNC are the ones. Kansas, Arizona, Tennessee, Wisconsin, the twos. Auburn, Baylor, Kentucky, Duke, the threes, Marquette, Creighton, Illinois, Dayton, the fours, uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, Memphis, BYU, the fives. This is the Mountain West side of the bracket here. The sixes, San Diego State, Colorado State, Utah State, Iowa State, so three Mountain West teams there. Sevens, Utah, Clemson, Texas Tech, FAU. Eights, Texas A&M, Villanova, Mississippi, South Carolina. Nines, TCU, Mississippi State, St. John's, Seton Hall, Tens, Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, New Mexico. Elevens, Wake Forest, Kansas State, Nevada, Cincinnati, Boise State, Princeton. And then a bunch of uh, automatic bid teams. So uh, if you're an Illini fan you're watching this, which you might be, 
Uh, Illinois would play McNeese State, UC Irvine, Samford, or Akron. 13s. So notable because uh, Samford's a topic of discussion at all times. <laughs> um, all right. I Countdown to March Madness returns every Monday. I just put February 5th because why not? Whatever. What else is, is going gonna, is gonna to be going down? Um, those episodes should have much more, hopefully more game analysis and stuff rather than, you know, player stuff, um, with the, you know, the games in February and March as important as, as possible. So should be there every Monday until the uh, tournament's over, as has been the case for a while. Uh, so that would be what, two weeks, I guess. So the fifth, so the first week in the yeah, first Monday in February. So yeah, could be the 12th. We'll see, but right now let's play on the fifth. Uh, and then finishing it up, final four predictions right now. You're not doing the, the other thing? Is there another thing there that I add? Mid-season All-American picks? No, no. It's it's too outdated. I messed it up. It's, oh. it's over. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, my final four has changed. Uh, I've, I think I've only kept one team since the beginning. Uh, Purdue would be that team. I'm going with UConn, Auburn, and Houston. Two teams that I hate on that list, by the way. <laughs> we have very similar Final Fours. I have Purdue, uh-huh. I have UConn, I have Auburn, and I have Arizona. So wow. the anti-U there. Uh, my preseason was Purdue and then other teams. I, I don't remember. Let me look here. <laughs> uh Purdue, Arizona, Duke, Alabama. So I've swapped out Duke and Alabama for Auburn and UConn. And you took everybody out except for Purdue. Correct, yeah. And your national champion is gone, Tennessee, RIP. Tennessee, see you later. All right, we'll see how that changes as the weeks go on. Uh, Final thing, just to to throw this out there, um, just some games to look forward to this week, I would say. There's really only two tonight. Uh, ESPN doubleheader. Cincinnati at Kansas and Wake Forest, North Carolina. Wake Forest, North Carolina is actually the first game. It's just according to the Ken Palm thrill score, it's not as good of a game. But uh, Tuesday should be a big day. Uh, you got Houston at BYU. You got Kentucky at South Carolina. You got Ohio State at Nebraska. Xavier at Creighton. Wisconsin at Minnesota. Texas at Oklahoma. Uh, TCU at Oklahoma State. Uh, Wednesday, you got Auburn at Alabama. Utah at Washington State. Illinois Northwestern, Villanova at St. John's, Colorado at Washington, uh, Maryland at Iowa, Providence at Seton Hall, Colorado State at Nevada, Mississippi State at Florida, Maryland at Iowa, LSU at Georgia, NC State at Virginia. Uh, Thursday, you got SMU at North Texas, San Francisco at Gonzaga, Grand Canyon at Stephen F. Austin. Uh, Friday, you have Michigan State at Wisconsin, Stanford at Cal. Uh, That's a doubleheader there on FS1. Saturday, you got a bunch of stuff, including uh, Kansas, Iowa State, a, a test there for them. Obviously, Illinois, Indiana, a huge battle there. The 64th ranked game of the day, according <laughs> to the Bill score. Uh, and then the, the big one to look forward to on Sunday, FS1, 11 a.m., Xavier at UConn. So not a great week of games, to be honest. So hopefully it's better in the coming weeks. But uh, – yeah, we'll see. Pretty pretty poor week of games during the week, as compared to the standard. So uh, I'm going to keep this under an hour. We're going to end this now. We'll see everybody Monday, February fifth.